This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I love the Oscars. I love the glitz and the glamour and the discussions they generate. This year's Academy Award ceremony was no different. Did the right people get honored? Was diversity again an issue? And can one effectively satirize the Holocaust and Hitler, as did the movie Jojo Rabbit? I'm delighted to have in studio with me Alistair Anderson, a film buff and writer, help navigate the celebration of the arts. Alistair, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, firstly, diversity is always an issue for the Oscars. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's uh, often a case of just complaining for the sake of complaining <laughs> because, you know, they, they've, they've kind of diversified the academy itself. So there's now a larger percentage of international members. It's something like 20%. Um, and then when it came down to nominations, they said, well, they're all very white. Um, but then last year, there's actually quite a lot of non-white uh, winners. Um, but if you actually look what happened, the, the winners were pretty diverse. We, I mean, for the first time ever, an international film won Best Picture, so that's Parasite, which coming up to the last day, or maybe the last two days before, um, it, it won the Independent Spirit Award. And that's when people thought, oh, okay, maybe it could do it. Because 1917, that's the World War I movie from Sam Mendes, that was really picked uh, to kind of just walk over the Oscars, take director, take film, and it didn't. It ended up only getting a couple of uh, technical awards, whereas Parasite won Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Foreign Film with Narco International, and Best Picture. So, yeah, and then, I mean, if you look at other winners, you've got Taika Waititi. Um, as you say, he he directed Jojo Rabbit. That's this um, interesting comedic take on sort of Nazi Germany. Uh, I mean, he you know, he's... he's technically of Asian descent. He won Best uh, Adapted Screenplay. We've got uh, one of the animated films called Hair, which um, you know, the Obamas are involved in it. I mean, you know, that's that's a non-white kind of production crew that won an award. Uh, it was just such a mix. Brad Pitt finally won an Oscar. I'm a huge fan. I think it's a long time coming. He, he did have one for 12 Years a Slave because he was a producer on it, but he finally won an acting Oscar. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix won. It's almost a career Oscar. I mean, and he's only about 40-odd. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, and then of course you've got Renee Zalwiger coming in and winning and Laura Dern. So it's, it's a, I think it was a really fair ref, kind of reflection of what was good last year. Let's talk a little bit about Parasite because um, it, 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 how unusual is it for a South Korean movie to be walking off with such honors? Well, it's, it's incredible. Um, it was the first time a South Korean film had actually been nominated for Best Foreign Film, uh, which it's interesting in the sense that, you know, South Korea is an advanced economy. Um, you know, people know about South Korea. We use their products often, so it's not like that they're not kind of in the world lexicon. Um, and they do make pretty good movies. You know, if, if you look at Asian film, it's you know it's Japanese, it's South Korea. Those are two of the big countries that produce films. A lot of its horror comes out of there. And um, so, so Parasite is, I guess, it's kind of like a horror movie, uh, but it's also a big comment on class struggle. And kind of the state of capitalism now. And I guess if you think about it, South Korea is probably one of the a country which shows you a real, the real effects of capitalism if it kind of gets out of control. Cause people work so hard in the country. Cause the, the schooling system is so harsh on children. It's all these factors. Cause people want status. Um, and I, I think they believe that if you work hard, you will get it. Like if, if, if any nation, that's one that really believes in that mantra. Um, so it's about social structures. I saw the trailer of Parasite, and I've read many of the reviews. Have you seen the movie? I have, yeah. And? I thought it was excellent. 
I don't like to talk too much about exactly what happens because I think it ruins the the film. Because I think the script actually, spoilers yeah, that, yeah. I, I, th- I think the script's actually quite. It's got a lot of twists. It's unusual. Um, you know, even if you watch the trailer, you can sometimes kind of see what's going to happen. Um, but I just I thought it was exceptional. I mean, the the acting's really good. They didn't uh, nominate any of the actors separately because I think it's seen as an ensemble piece. Okay. Um, but I mean, from a you know, director Bong, as they call him, from, from that point of view, I just, I think it was, uh, spectacular. He actually, um, has done a few other films that have kind of become notable lately. So he did Okja, which was basically, I suppose it's a comment on, you know, it's around veganism and animals and, and the, the, the treatment of animals, which was on Netflix and it was a incredibly, um, harrowing film. And then he did a movie called Snowpiercer, which a few years ago, which was actually, I guess it's like a sci-fi film with, um, an English cast, the Americans in it. You know, Chris Evans is in that, for example. So it's interesting that he he kind of went from those big Hollywood productions because he started with South Korean movies. Then he kind of broke into Hollywood. But now he's actually gone and won his awards, you know, for South Korean film again. So he's being recognized. Before we go back to the Oscars, um, you, you've watched this movie. You also saw Jojo Rabbit's 1917. Do you see all the movies as they come I, out? I, I try to watch as many of them as I can. I haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari yet just because... I ended up going on a date instead of watching the film when there was a premiere. And next time you can do possibly both. both. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I try to watch all of them as much as I can, you know, even if it means finding downloads of them if, if they're barely on circuit or if people forget about them. The reason I ask is you are a film and writer, so you can, can combine the two. But do you find that when you're watching movies, you it takes the enjoyment away if you're feeling you're being critical? Or do you go in just as... Anybody else would, as a consumer of whatever's happening next. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I like to go often on my own to films. I find it's almost like self-love and it's relaxing. And then I think you kind of naturally start critiquing, like critiquing the film while you're watching it. Um, so I wouldn't say that I, especially when it comes to Oscar films and things you know that are kind of getting buzz in awards, that I actually go in there and think, okay, is this going to win? So I, you do, you start thinking as I, the movies I, come out. I think it's just more about when you watch it, you're saying, is this good? But maybe you're not comparing it to other things that are out. So you kind of let it exist on its own. And then afterwards you can kind of say, okay, that's going to win this award. So you also spoke about the kind of the social commentary on a movie like Parasite. And um, obviously there are lots of genres of movies. To me, a movie would be enjoyment. If I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Do you obviously feel different? Or do you, for you, enjoyment is a different concept? Well, uh, so I think b- before you go in, um, if you've got some idea of the film and what it's kind of about or what kind of an experience it's going to be, I think you kind of set yourself up psychologically, even if it takes a minute. Mm. So I watched Birds of Prey last week, you know, which is this new um, DC Comics movie of the Harley Quinn character. Of course, that's going to be light going in. Um, you know, but I'm a big fan of comic books, so I'm, there's a bit of a critique already up. But... Of course, if you go into something like sure, Schindler's List, you know, mm. back in the day, I think everyone mm. knew mm. that this film is controversial. This film's mm. going to be really rough. Depending on your background, it could be exceptionally harrowing. I mean, in fact, all these war movies, that seems to be the case. Saving Private Ryan mm. had a similar effect on people. Um, and even 1917, even though it's now about 100 years ago, I think people who have had some kind of connection to the, that war. Um, We're going to get emotional. I mean, it's for me, that film is an incredible uh, depiction of what World War One really was, because you you literally see how how both sides people were struggling. 
and didn't know why they were fighting a war, Germans and yeah. Allies. Yeah, I know. That was a horrendous, I mean, not that any war is not horrendous, but that was a horrendous war. And um, maybe it helps to have that distance to actually comment on it. And maybe that's the same what people who are kind of positive about Jojo Rabbit are saying, well, we've got the distance now, maybe it's time. But then again, reading the Jewish commentary on it, maybe it's still not time. We have to take a break. Sure. Um, but after the break, we're going to go back to looking at the Oscars. This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Alistair Anderson, who is a film buff and writer. We were talking about the um, Oscars, and we were speaking about Parasite being a foreign movie. Also, Jojo Rabbit had a, a Polynesian kind of background. South African film industry, when are we going to see one of our films in the Oscars? So it's it's been ages since we had uh, Tsotsi, you know, we actually went and, and won the best foreign language film. Uh, I think it was awarded in 2006 for 2005. Um, since then, we haven't, it haven't really featured. They've tried to kind of get on the map. So there was the maybe The Wound, um, which was, I think it got mixed reviews. But there are there are people working in the industry. It is growing. Uh, there's a new movie coming out called Morphe, which is based around conscription um, and obviously the character is gay in the film and it's directed by a guy called Oliver Humanus who he's, he's studied around the world and he's, he's done quite a few interesting art films. So I think we are getting noticed to a degree. What, what obviously works in our favor is that finally, um, people are coming and filming here and uh, not just in Cape Town. You know, we've got Cape Town Film Studios, which has done really well. Um, they did Black Sails, actually set that whole thing up there. Um, but now, recently, there's a, a studio that's come into Bryanston, which is opening. Brilliant. So it, it's become, from a costing point of view, it's become relatively cheap to film in South Africa versus, say, Eastern Europe. That's kind of where they look. Um, and, you know, it, it, if, if you film places like Cape Town, uh, you can actually film anything. You can pretend it's anywhere um, in the world. You know, it kind of has everything. So people are interested, and in, just hopefully they'll start to use more of the local talent in it. So what tends to happen is from a production point of view, you know, they use riggers from South Africa, but when it comes to acting, writing, they kind of bring their own crew. I mean, even with South African stories, they get you know, Americans who then put on a fake South African accent, which most of us, I think, find quite annoying. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a really weird film coming out soon of Daniel Radcliffe about it. It's an escape from Pretoria. I read for, about For that. example, and if you listen to his accent, it just sounds a bit odd. Obviously, he is a good actor, so I think their argument is that these are proven actors and that they will sell tickets because ultimately it needs to make money, but they just often really can't quite get I mean, Daniel Radcliffe did the Israeli movie uh, where he put on an Israeli accent, so I imagine after an Israeli accent, a South African one's probably not going to You know, I think maybe the, the only Daniel that's kind of got it right is probably Daniel Craig, who he was in The Power of One um, as the bully, and then he was... Later in Munich, you know, when he, when he played like a sort of South African mercenary character, he kind of got the accent spot on. But yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's see. I think as, as more and more productions happen here, they'll also kind of learn more about the country and realize we're maybe a bit more diverse and we don't all sound like, you know, a, a sort of apartheid special branch person. <laughs> Alistair, I, I, you spoke about the strength of our movie industry and what is so amazing about South Africa is we have so many different stories to tell. And I think about The Wound versus, you know, some of the Afrikaans movies that have come out. There's just so many strands of South Africa and so many stories to tell. Um, do you think we are growing from strength to strength? I, th- I think we're getting there. There's still a little bit too much of a, of a push to make films about the past. So as I say, things around apartheid or 
you know, just just rough topics. I, I think mm-hmm. we need to create more interesting stories that are, you know, that are about a character perhaps in the country that that aren't silly. Mm. Um, and in order to do that, you you need to kind of pick up more writing. So it seems that there's a, a quite a lack of good writers. It's not like always here. Um, there's a lot of good technical people, but we need and actors and actresses, actors and, and actresses and writers. It's it's a look. It's a tough industry to get into because you need you need to eat at the end of the month. Um, and it's not Hollywood. I mean, it's not a huge industry mm. here. So people still kind of look to the US because they know that you know that's a massive industry, and I suppose the UK, where it's still a small country. But, you know, we, we'll start to get it going, I think. The Afrikaans community does really well mm. still. So, just, you know, just as they've always done artistically with their music, their film is also, mm. they're starting to, mm. it seems like, gain more momentum. And they bring out comedies and all sorts of things. Alistair, back to Hollywood, back to the Oscars. And do you think, I know it will have to be my last question cool. in terms of wrapping up and back to the Oscars. Do you think the ceremony formula that they've chosen is the right one going forward? Uh, well, it was the lowest uh, the ratings they've ever achieved at the Oscars, so it seems like they continue to slip. I think they're trying to find a way of getting people to watch movies again or and watch the Oscars again. You know, everybody wants to watch Netflix, so maybe the Oscars need to be on Netflix. Um, as far as not having a host is concerned, I don't think that's so much of a problem. Uh, on the whole, yeah, I think it was a fun ceremony, even if Eminem kind of messed up his performance a bit. But I, th- I think people did enjoy it, and it was a bit shorter than usual. Um, but they just got to find a way of getting, I don't know, young people interested again. They had Billie Eilish sing yes. over the In Memoriam, which, you know, she is the biggest pop star right now, so maybe that worked. But people criticized her again. So they know. said she couldn't really sing it properly. But <laughs> she's doing the James Bond tune, and I'm very excited about that. Alistair, we have to wrap up, but thank you so much for coming in, and you will come in again when the next movie that you think is certainly worth talking about. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming in. That was Alistair Anderson, who is a film buff and writer.